So, it is the fourth Sunday of Easter, also known as Good Shepherd Sunday. Every year on the fourth Sunday of Easter, we read part of John chapter 20, chapter 10, where Jesus calls himself the Good Shepherd, and we read Psalm 23. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the same old fourth Sunday of Easter sermon about how stupid sheep are. Uh, You know that sermon. It goes, sheep are not very bright. They wander around following each other blindly into danger, enjoying the juicy green grass, ignorant of the wolf behind them or the cliff in front of them or the pothole next to them. Then one falls off or falls in or falls prey and they all follow like the idiotic animals they are. And humans are like sheep. We are stupid and we need a good shepherd. Sermon over. Thanks very much. Let's do the creed. Yeah, that sermon. Uh, I know you've heard the sheep are stupid sermon because I've preached it from this very pulpit several times. But this morning I want to repent of my insulting attitude towards sheep because I've seen the light. The scales have fallen off my eyes and I now understand the truth. Sheep are really, really smart. No, really. I read it on bbc.com and it must be true because it's the BBC. And the stunning revelation is that sheep are like Mensa standards. How smart are sheep? Well, according to Keith Kendrick, who is now at the University of Electronic Science and Technology in China, sheep can recognise and remember over 50 different faces two years after last seeing them. That's longer than I can. I won't bore you with how Kendrick discovered this, but he also found evidence that sheep can differentiate facial expressions and prefer a smile to a frown. He says, The way the sheep's brain is organised suggests they must have some kind of emotional response to the way they see the world. So I again ask, how smart are sheep? Well, enter Caroline Lee of the Commonwealth Scientific and Industrial Research Organisation in Australia. Her research tells her that sheep can navigate their way out of a complex maze and the sight of their sheep friends waiting for them at the finish helps them solve the puzzle. Now hear John Powell, a sheep whisperer. How smart are sheep? Well, smart enough to be trained. If you give lambs willow leaves as as they get older, they will follow you anywhere. Willow leaves are the chocolate of the sheep world, apparently. So on his farm, Powell just needs to show up and can herd as many as a thousand sheep at a time with no help from dogs or motorcycles or any of the other things that modern shepherds use to drive sheep. He just walks and they follow. 
It's a gentler way of shepherding than the stare of a border collie. It keeps the sheep calm and happy, and calm and happy sheep produce better wool. My sheep hear my voice, says our divine sheep whisperer. I know them and they follow me. I give them eternal life and they will never perish. No one will snatch them out of my hand. What my Father has given me is greater than all else, and no one can snatch it out of my Father's hand. My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Being known, truly known, for who I am. This feels like holy ground. The thought of being known, truly known, for who I am, stirs up in me an uneasy cocktail of feelings. I like being loved. There can be nothing better in life than being loved unconditionally. But here's the unpleasant part. I can't be loved unconditionally without being known. The thing we're made for, the thing we search all our lives for, the thing we trade all we have for, being truly known, is also the thing that scares me to death. Sometimes being human is tragic, and this is one of those times. The thing we crave is the thing we flee. Tim Crider put it like this in the New York Times. Years ago, a friend of mine had a dream about a strange invention, a staircase you could descend deep underground, in which you heard recordings of all the things anyone had ever said about you, both good and bad. The catch was you had to pass through all the worst things people had said before you get to the highest compliments at the very bottom. There's no way I would ever make it more than two and a half steps down such a staircase, but I understand its terrible logic. If we want the rewards of being loved, we have to submit to the mortifying ordeal of being known. My sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me says our sheep whisperer. In Christ, we receive God's full, complete and unconditional acceptance. Our good shepherd turns the mortifying ordeal of being known into a joyful homecoming with a new wardrobe, jewellery and a banquet. If only human beings would not run from God out of fear, but let the Good Shepherd protect and nourish and accept us. This image of the Good Shepherd, the Sheep Whisperer, is deeply personal. So personal is it that for those of us who sometimes struggle with intimacy, the Good Shepherd can also be frightening. Psalm 23 tells us just how personal the Good Shepherd is. 
The entire poem is just six sentences long, yet it contains 17 first-person singular pronouns. I, me, my. 17 of them in six sentences. The Lord is not our shepherd, but my shepherd. Goodness and mercy won't just follow her in pew 10 or him in pew 8, but me. So, if this isn't a sheep are stupid and so are we sermon, what is it? Well, how about this? Because this is what the Good Shepherd image says so loudly to me. Sheep are vulnerable and so are we. Sheep have no natural defence mechanisms, no claws, no sharp teeth, no armour. They can't dig holes to escape predators. They don't climb trees to avoid becoming lunch. They can't run fast, and their white coats in a lush green field must be the worst camouflage in all of creation. They don't spray noxious substances like skunks. They don't spit chemical weapons like llamas. They can't overpower enemies by their sheer size and weight. The only thing going for them on defence is horns, and only half of them have those. And in my experience of walking in the English countryside, even a ram with horns will run away when you approach it, especially if you're walking a border collie at the time, which I used to do. So when we graze the fields of scripture and discover the image of sheep and shepherds as we do today, we get it, don't we? Human beings are like sheep. We may be smart, but we're vulnerable. Sometimes, despite our big brains, we need rescuing. We're born with fatal flaws. Puffed up with our own self-importance, we think we're in control of our own destiny, but it doesn't take much to show us that we are not. Just when we think we have the answers to life, the universe and everything, something happens to show us the humiliating truth. We organise our lives to limit the risk of accidents, but we have no power over the laws of nature or the actions of other people. We can predict the weather, but we can't control it. We understand how earthquakes happen, but we cannot prevent them. We can prolong life, but we can't avoid death. We can create wealth, but we are unable to share it so that everyone on earth has enough. We can split the atom, but we are powerless to resist the urge to apply that knowledge in a way that can destroy the planet. There's so much we can do, and yet we remain powerless over ourselves. We can conquer space, but not our hearts. We are armed to the teeth, yet imprisoned by fear of things we cannot even see. We can domesticate all kinds of animals, but we can't tame our tongues. We perform heroic deeds of sacrifice and love, but also act with unspeakable cruelty. We human sheep need a whisperer, a good shepherd, 
Someone who is not just powerful to protect us, but knows us by name, cares for us, loves us, even lays down his life for us. And the promise is this, no one will snatch them out of my hand. God's promise to you is this, no one will snatch you out of my hand. When I was young in my faith, I used to lie awake at night worrying that I'd lose my faith. I'd made the adult decision to be a follower of Christ when I was 15, and that gave me some joy and some peace, but only some. My quiet moments, especially those at night, were often noisy with worry. Am I good enough for God? Has God really forgiven me? Is my faith real or am I just kidding myself? As the years passed, I learned that God would not let go of me. I enjoyed pleasant circumstances and I endured times of intense suffering. I achieved some things in life and I lost some things. One time, when I was a young adult, I experienced such despair that I tried to make a conscious decision to stop praying and to end believing. But I found I couldn't. Even when I tried to wriggle from the Good Shepherd, this promise gripped me like a vice. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Even when I let go of God, God did not let go of me. And this gives me hope. God keeps his promise and won't let anything snatch me away, even if I think that is what I want. And so when the people I care for make risky decisions or even become lost in this world of threats to their safety, I'm able to remind myself of this beautiful promise. No one will snatch them out of my hand. And so be encouraged. If there is someone in your life right now who is lost, a loved one who is wandering away from God, or from wisdom, or from love, Things may look bleak. You may be possessed with all that could go wrong. But God's promise is sure. No one will snatch them out of my hand. Amen.